I'm Jared Carlsberg, and you're listening to Whose Ball Is It Anyway? Kick it. Hi, it is <laughs> Saturday, February 3rd. This is the first uh, episode of Whose Ball Is It Anyways? I'm joined by my good friend Teresa. Hello. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Okay. Um, so, as you know, tomorrow is Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Philly is in the Super Bowl. It's... How do you feel about that? Pretty fucking excited. Yeah? Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, it's great for the town. Everyone's so excited. It's so fun to see, like, you know, living in New York, even seeing, like, New York sports pages kind of, like, backing the Eagles and mm-hmm. giving them praise, which is, like... Because you're America's favorite, right? I know it's, yeah. but it's just like it's just going into the bodega and seeing like the back of the sports page. I'm like, what, what is happening? I can't believe that like I'm getting love from the post and the daily well, news. That's the other thing, you know? right? Is it's got to be weird as an Eagles fan to have Giants fans rooting for you? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's definitely more like I don't know if it's so much about the Eagles as it is everyone hates Tom Brady so much. Oh yeah, the Patriots. So it's like, and everyone's a little sick of them winning, and I can understand they're they're pretty hateable and i think you know there's also a lot of like what the patriots represent Mm -hmm. and how that goes along with the election Mm -hmm. so everyone feels like there's like this republican democratic divide with this for sure so yeah um i'm sure that like dallas and new england don't want us to win (laughs) but but, um i'm hoping and maybe probably minnesota but uh, well it was weird because i was talking to some Giants fans the other day, and a couple of them were actually saying that they were rooting for New England, not because they don't, uh, because they hate Philadelphia so much, they, they obviously do hate Philadelphia so much, but more because Eli Manning has been so terrible recently, they feel like the only thing that's going to put him in the Hall of Fame oh, is... his <laughs> Patriot wins? Yeah, because yeah. the more they win, I the mean, more it is amazing. Obviously... I'm super nervous about the game, but yeah. I d- I've had this thought where I'm like, well, if Eli Manning can beat the Patriots, like Nick Foles can. can't can't like my guys, you yeah. know. So um, that brings me to another question, which I think is pretty cool about this current situation. So uh-huh. if I had told you on December 11th when Carson Wentz went down, you guys are going to make the Super Bowl, would you have believed me? Um. Because your yes. roster is incredible. It's. I went back and forth with that. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, that's terrible," and then I was like, "I don't know. They seem to have such great. There's just something about this team. Like maybe it's the defensive line. So like they just. They're sort of like being so excited about every win, being so like glued together as a team. Mm-hmm. Like kind of seeing that, I was thinking that. You know what? Anything's possible. Why can't Foles get us there? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, you know, I think it was less Foles and more of the defense that got us through those other those last games. The of first the, two playoff games. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Foles kind of shined, but um, yeah, I I actually I actually like at first I was like I think we can do it still, but then watching some of the games play out. You know, like that, the bar- that barely winning the, the Raiders game. Yes. Which, thank God we did because we got home field advantage. Yeah, which turned out to be a big deal. Yeah, it did turn out to be a big deal. And I, like, literally almost had, like, a brain aneurysm during the end of that game. That was <laughs> so intense. Oh, <laughs> There's my God. There's been a lot of those with yeah, both and teams, I think. I kind of, when I sort of gave up the idea of the Super Bowl when we were going to play Atlanta, I just felt oh, like you thought that, it, I thought that was gonna be like coincidentally that was the hardest game. It was the hardest mm-hmm. game, and I still can't believe they didn't make that catch at the end. There. Oh, the Julio oh Jones my, in the corner. Oh my god! Yeah, it went right through his hands. Oh my god! And he god. is the you oh know, if not the best, the top three. But that's when you think about things like where you kind of start thinking like the twinkle in your eye yeah. of like destiny. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I remember when the Phillies won. The World Series in 2008, like, just my boss, huge Boston fan, like yourself, mm-hmm. he's like, I'll never forget him saying to me, like, well, when you've got your pitchers hitting home runs, <laughs> who's like 0 for 13, like, that says something. Yeah. And so that catch 
kind of reminded me of like, well, I don't know, man. Maybe this is just meant yeah. to be for yeah, us. Julio Jones is gonna drop. Yeah, that. I, it yeah. just you know, and that and I like them, and I was totally rooting for them last year. But I mean, Philadelphia is probably gonna burn down this weekend. But one way or the one other. One way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> and that that picture you sent me of the, uh, the Eagles shelled fan out, that yeah. his cars are shelled out. And it's funny, I'm driving there tomorrow, and everyone at work was like, "You're gonna drive your car down there?" And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> Take the guys." Bus. Like, it's not hopefully going to be that crazy, yeah. but then I remember... Or you I, park it in a garage. <laughs> yeah, I might actually do that. Um, yeah. But I, I went to the Philly parade down Broad Street with a friend of mine who's from California. I just dragged... I was like, come with me. You've and never been to Philly. And what year was this? 2008. Okay. And she was Ironic, like... Same year as the like, Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, and I remember walking down Broad Street, and she was just like... You know, she's not the biggest sports person, so she was kind of like completely freaked out about the whole situation. I'd never been to Philly. Mm -hmm. And she's like, this is so crazy. And I was like, you know what? I was like, if the Eagles ever win the Super Bowl, I was like, you should fly back to California because like, I swear the whole East Coast <laughs> is going down. Yeah. I was like, that will be nothing compared to that. Just mostly because we've never won. Yeah, which but is kind of insane when you think about it. It is insane. Because they've been very good so We many had times. such a good run with like NFC mm -hmm. wins with McNabb and... We've we've had some such epic like players and I don't know yeah I don't know. So it know. is the only Philadelphia team that has never won. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Phillies have won. Phillies, Flyers, the Sixers. The Sixers are definitely yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's another question about this upcoming. So let's say Nick Foles. So the last game, I think you probably know what the question is going to be. So Nick Foles' last game was, and I feel he's probably somewhere in the middle of. The Falcons game, which was like kind of abysmal on his yeah, point. I totally. mean, he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't winning the game for you. Yeah. And then in the in the uh, the Minnesota game, he essentially had like the perfect game. Yeah. So my question is, let's say, and I think I know the answer, but let's just say, as a as a Phillies fan, let's say he has like four touchdowns, three hundred plus yards, and they just destroy the Patriots. God willing. Yeah, God, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. No, but uh, do you – so here's here's my question is, what do you do? Because – so he is signed oh, through next is year. He, right, actually uh, – I mean, I think it's obvious he's not the starter. I mean, everyone who's, who's watched him play and has watched know. Wentz play, it's like, well, Wentz is a better player. I was trying to figure out um, what his contract is with the So Eagles. I looked it up, and he is – Signed through next year, and then he's actually signed for the next five years, but his contract becomes void if he's on the books after next year. It's a way that they can spread out his money, essentially. I mean, he could go to another team. Well, they'll probably trade him, is what I would assume. Because he's, he's sort of valuable. Well, he would I mean, be he's incredibly valuable, valuable yeah. if he did that. But the f funny thing about it is I was looking up... How like, intense would it be if Foles beat Brady? I mean, that it would be crazy. That is literally It'd be crazy. some shit right there. It would be insane. Yeah. But, you know, my question would be, as a fan, how would you feel about... I, I definitely Like, what would that feel like? Well, it's so interesting because... Because you Carson guys love Wentz. Right I mean, say we win. Carson Wentz fully deserves to have that Super Bowl ring. Because mm. he oh, yeah. took the team off and the whole most of the season. Nick Foles picked up. But you're right. I mean... His last game was the one that was like... It was crazy. But, you know, I don't know. But I mean, that's not who he is. I don't think that's who he is I kind of tend to agree with you. Like, I definitely think Wentz is, like, our dude. Um, if he, But it is... I mean, he's going to be, like, a hometown hero mm. if he pulls this win Nick for Foles. us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, he'll... So everyone will like him, everyone, but... No one's going to want to get rid of him, but that that's... But you can't have two quarterbacks. Oh, you can't. But why not? Why can't you have it all? Well, it's funny because I feel like it's kind of well, a people, similar people, situation to what I was mean, going like, on in New England, right, Yankees, with Garoppolo? The, the Yankees try, you know, code for all the best pitchers and all that pitches. Why can't we have two quarterbacks? Well, I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. It would be nice if you could play uh, a quarterback every other game. Oh, man. Wouldn't that be? That would be... That's actually funny, though, that it's something that I've never understood why they can't do. 
Yeah, like a like a DH QB. Yeah, like why can't you have uh like uh why don't they have like a Tom Brady type quarterback and then like a I don't know well, let's like a just, running quarterback? Let's just, you know, create our own fantasy league where these <laughs> options are possible. Well, yeah, so there you go. In all the fantasy leagues yeah. you can have both. Yes, that yeah. would be fantastic. So, I mean, why not have a great quarterback backup? As a backup. Because I mean, let's be honest, like, I cringed half of the season watching Carson Wentz play because he's... Yeah, you're scared he's He's like, hurt. you're just afraid he's going to get hurt. Yeah, and, and they do. They always get hurt. Well, so I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, well, why can't they have both? And the only thing that popped into my mind was the uh, example of what was going on with the Patriots earlier this year, where they had Jimmy Garoppolo backing up Brady, and they had him for one more year, but everyone knew that Jimmy Garoppolo was worth whatever and he was going to be a starter and he's the heir apparent in New England but I think it made Brady very uncomfortable and he didn't like that situation and I Aww, think ultimately well yeah I know but I, I hate, think I hate it when that guy said I know I think ultimately that's <laughs> such a, a bummer man I know his life's so hard I think that that <laughs> is ultimately the reason why um you know who else hates it is Bridget Moynihan now, his, his are baby you, who are you rooting for tomorrow? I'm rooting for the Patriots, of okay. course. Yeah, I can't not. I mean, not only that. I mean, no, I true. love the Patriots, and honestly, I love Tom Brady. Did I know you, that he's probably a Republican, but his wife is uh, an immigrant, so yeah. he can't be totally Republican. I don't think Trump knows that, or he doesn't see well, he, immigrant when you're a supermodel. Well, he doesn't see immigrant when you're a white immigrant. Yeah, this is Or true. just not obviously brown. Like, I think he probably... Like, if someone looked white, he'd be perfectly happy with it. He doesn't fucking know anything. Okay. But anyways. That's a whole yeah, other podcast. Yeah, that's a whole podcast. other podcast. <laughs> that's not his fault, but anyway. But, um, <laughs> no, uh, and I think that's ultimately one of the things about Belichick is anytime there's anybody on the team, regardless of how good they are, that in any way messes up the juju in the locker room, they're gone. I mean, you can look at it. Any example, that's not, that's Randy a, Moss. That's actually, you know, I, what, I think what took and the Eagles down when we were good was that happened to us. See, that's what up. I'm saying. Yes. Like, it just completely tore that team apart. And that's, and that's why I don't think you could have Foles and Wentz. Because let's say yeah. Foles wins this game and is amazing. He's not going to want to sit on a bench. Yeah. He's going to want to play. And, yeah. every, and then every time Carson Wentz throws a bad interception... Maybe put Foles in. He doesn't throw interceptions. <laughs> and then if you have Foles in, anytime he doesn't win the oh, game for you, it's like put Wentz in. So that's why I think ultimately they move it. I mean, th- these are this is a very interesting thing to t- to think about, and it's it's hard for me to gauge it because like I'm still just r- shaking in my boots about the game. Right, tomorrow. and you have no you idea know, what's going to happen. Oh my god, I don't of know course. what's happening. But it just seems like all the Philly teams are really rallying behind the Eagles, and that's really fun yeah. to watch. Like, really Which is, fun. it's funny too, because I feel like it is that way in Boston, but there are, over the last, so Markeith Morris, or Marcus Morris, I'm not sure which one we have, Markeith or Marcus, <laughs> I can never remember. <laughs> they have the same, they have identical tattoos, and they're identical twins, but they're the same height, yep. they both play in the NBA. One of them wears Jordans, and one of them wears foam posits, and that's the only way you can tell them wow. around. That's hilarious. <laughs> they're not wearing, but um, he's, uh, they're from... South Philly, I believe, or... Oh, yeah? Yeah, the twins. And, because they were very upset that when Rashul Butler recently passed away, he was a Philly... Uh, oh, yeah. He was in a car accident and passed oh, away. Right. Oh, right. But, um, they, uh, were... He said, so, Morris came out the other day and said that he's been, he's, like, in the news, it was saying he's rooting for Philly, and he's been wearing a Philadelphia jersey for months, and, you know, all this stuff, and then everybody, all the Celtics fans on Twitter were ripping him, and it's like, well, the guy's not from Boston, so, like, well, speaking of from Boston, you know how Mark Wahlberg was in Invincible, which is one of the best movies about the, like, Eagles. Oh, oh, right, yes. So he put up an Instagram, and I'm pretty sure it's his own page, but I'm not positive. Well, he's a huge... Patriots yeah, well, and he's so, good friends with all. But Brady his and Instagram, he mm-hmm. is playing this kind of interesting, uh, safe. I'll pull it up. It's mm-hmm. um, here it is. So it's a picture of him playing the part, um, in Invincible, 
and then him as a Patriots fan. And it says, this Super Bowl is a win-win for me and my two favorite teams. Oh. I'm like, you kind of yeah, can't say you're that, splitting dude. The I'm like, you're just... He's just trying not to lose fans. But he's such a politician. He's not. He's barely an actor. He's more of a politician, I feel like. As I, far as I prefer goes. him as being an awesome actor. Like. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, what was it? I love Mark Boogie Nights? Yeah. Um, so this is kind of a educate Jared about the Philadelphia uh, Eagles a little bit. So as far as their offense goes, I'm aware of Zach Ertz, obviously. Yeah. He's, and the, then, he's my white boy crush. Oh, well, that's... He's a good one. He's a handsome gentleman. Did you know he's married to a soccer? I did not. Yeah, she. Um, does she play for the U.S. National? I team? think she does. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, their babies are. They both have incredibly incredible asses. Oh. You saw they, they did like. So it's a, also your ass crush. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're very handsome. They're a very handsome white couple. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and she she was playing in Europe. When she found out that we were going to the Super Bowl, and I guess there's like a video of her finding out, and she's like freaking out. Oh, that's great. It's really sweet. That's cute. Yeah. Okay, so there's him. Uh, obviously, Nelson Aguilar is like the uh-huh. the slot guy. He's yeah. awesome. I that was him. a good. That was a good um, draft pick. That was good. And only this year, really. Like yeah. last year, he struggled a lot with drops. And also, but I liked him a ton in college. I believe he's out of USC, and he was really nice. I don't remember. I don't follow college, which yeah, no. makes me terrible. Well, it was, he was on. So it's funny because he was he was on. Um, I just want to point out briefly that Teresa's dog's name is Hoagie for all <laughs> of you uh, Philadelphia fans out there. So yeah, no Aguilar and uh, Marquise Lee, who the Patriots faced last week, both played at USC at the same time. Huh. And Marquise Lee, I believe, at that time was the better player nationally ranked and was drafted higher than Aguilar, but Aguilar. In the end, I think Marquise Lee had a knee injury, and that's why Aguilar got drafted higher than him. But this year, Aguilar's been amazing, and the deep threat, really. And then, obviously, you have Alshon Jeffrey as the outside guy, <laughs> and Jay Ajayi is the Yeah, that guy's good, the too. running back. My question we got him is, late in the season. Yes, traded yeah. with uh, a great trade with Miami, I thought, uh, considering, because I think you needed that when Sproles went down, right? Yeah, and then his first game, his like very first touchdown catch, like the crowd just was like, welcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was now, awesome. other than those guys, am I missing, is there anyone, no. I feel like I got it. Yeah, I like, think that's you got it. it. And it's weird, because they, I never thought of them as like an offensive team this year. Well, I thought the, of them I th- as like Carson Wentz makes magic. Like they have weapons, but in the end, it's like it's him. Yeah, and I then like in this the, last the, game, I was like, "Oh, wait a second! Yeah, Their run game but is that, strong." But that was that was that game just made me. Yeah, that that was a game changer because I felt like that's how we kind of started the season, mm-hmm. like that. And then when we then we kind of like fell most of our wins with the defense, right? And so I mean, if they can both show up to the Super Bowl with their A game, then. We could probably take them out, but um, I mean, I think in that game was a special. Oh yeah, he threw like crazy. Yeah, that was. Tell me if I'm wrong. The uh, they run so they run a lot of uh, RPO run pass option, where he has an option to pass the ball to a um, running back to hand the ball off to a running back throw a play action pass or run himself I guess and that's a difficult thing but it feels like and you've obviously watched a lot more of them play than I have that if you can stop the run against them it kind of hampers their offense like they are not going to throw with this yeah. guy like 48 times like the Patriots do. yeah I mean I most of our um, I think our scores reflect that mm-hmm. you know They're aside, aside from the last usually. game yeah, yeah. um because I, I remember, like, coach, the coach was talking about that. Peterson. Like, Peterson was talking about, like, wanting, like, that that was an issue. Mm. Like, we were winning, but, like, not. And that's why they went and got J.H.S. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's talk about the defense. Because I know, all I know is that Malcolm Jenkins. Jenkins is amazing. And um, I know he Graham. has his own fashion line, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't know yeah, that. he has his own bow tie company. 
Well, I yeah, just he's, he's very fashionable. Have you nice seen beard. their dancing uh, at the end of the, the games? No. Oh God. Wait. Oh wait. Are they the one that did the electric slide? Yes. Yes. So I have seen that. And yeah. They did it twice because yeah. the first one was a penalty, and then they got uh, yeah. it again. And, so they yeah, did it yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, they just seem like a like a really happy bunch of guys. I mean, who's who's your favorite as players? Are they Graham? I like Graham. I like Ertz Jenkins. You like Fletcher Cox seems to be someone that people keep talking about. Inside I, guy, he's just a monster. Eh, not he doesn't like. He doesn't do it for you. Yeah, I mean, not not. They're all right now. Like the whole team mm -hmm. is like a unit to me. Like mm -hmm. I can't really even. Mm -hmm. Like I can't really pick one person. They had out. they had a couple of serious injuries earlier in the year, other than Wentz as well, right? I mean, their right guard. I, I don't remember. They have like this new guy who's filling in who's apparently great. I mean, it just seems like they have a roster where they are too deep at every position. And although their corners may not be the most famous guys, they seem to be playing really well. Right. Um, well, I mean, it does also really depend on who we're playing. Oh, yeah? I guess. I mean... I don't know, like, it's hard for me to, like, I mean, you've obviously watched more Patriots games this year, so, like, how do you think they've done? Uh, our defense? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not well. Yeah. I mean, I don't think... You guys have an interesting way of coming back. Well, so, yes, so there's a lot to be said about that, and a, and a lot of it has to do with the way they, um... A lot of it actually seems to be the way that they uh, go about handling conditioning. They don't just have their players run. They have their players run specifically for their positions and things like that. And I they, mean, it kind of started with the Super Bowl last year. Well, yeah, and what it, I mean, I what it is is... Over. Right, but they're conditioned so much better than other NFL teams and in such a different way. Like, they don't have... Their players run four miles. Do you they have think their players sprint the exact yardage that they're going to have to sprint over and over again, and then they'll have a fake penalty and they'll do it again. Do you think that, like... But also, their defense is... It gets better throughout the year because they get rid of all the guys that aren't doing what they want, and then they bring in, like, special specialists, like uh, James Harrison from the freaking Pittsburgh that they got two weeks ago. They bring him in, and... He has he's played uh, he played thirty nine snaps in the last game. He played forty snaps all year for the Steelers. All they have him do is set the edge, and he's great at setting the edge, right. and that's it. And they teach him two defensive schemes, and that's what he plays. They have him do that, and then they get this guy from. It's incredible how much is involved in these games. Mm -hmm. Like you just that you never think about. Yeah, you it's don't. You, I mean, it, it's I, I I'm not. I mean, my dad was. Could yes. have this conversation with same, you in much detail, name. Larry Dillon. Larry Dillon, an amazing um, man. Hopefully, he is. Oh, he's definitely watching at the Super Bowl. Because um, I, I will say that this has been great, but really sad not oh, to be able to share with him. Oh yeah, I remember my grandfather passed away right after, right before the uh, Red Sox won in. Uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, literally his whole life, but. It's and it and that and that I mean obviously that happened to a lot of people in Boston I'm sure because yeah. you know, people die every year. Or the, can you imagine the Cubs too? That Ex was crazy. Yeah, exactly. And uh, oh god, I, I will think tell you, my dad did pass away before that, and it killed me because I was like, the Cubs? yeah, because I was like, wait, right? Because they won in 2016. 21, let's see, I think so, and he, yeah. Because I remember being heartbroken mm -hmm. because that was, honestly, that was the best World Series ever. That was an incredible That was incredible the best World, World Series. Series for sure. And even yeah, all, 2016, and yeah. also all of the, the whole playoffs. Oh yeah, it was like, an exception. That was here. so much fun to watch. And that, that and broke my heart. And it was compelling heart. for everyone. Because yes. everyone, like I the Indians also. I was like, with Tegan yeah. in Philly and she was yeah. like, I only watch hockey. And I'm from Queens. She's like, "Why am I so into this game?" I'm like, "This is good baseball." Yeah, I like, and I mean, really the, yeah, good. it was very, it was pretty crazy. Now you know how, like in baseball, mm -hmm. there's teams that just like can shine in the playoffs. Do you yes. think that that actually is something that can happen in the Super Bowl? Like, because I mean, 
the Patriots have like Super Bowl experience. Wait, you said? Do you think? Do you think that that applies to football like it does, what does to sorry, like play again. like playoff like Super experience? Bowl experience? Yes, like and I think experience. specifically, um, actually, and Brady has talked a lot about this. I'm going to bring him up again. That's okay. Yeah. Um, specifically. For the Super Bowl, because it's such a different structure than regular NFL games, it's so much longer, and the day is so much I longer. Know. And it's just, just the, also the hype. Well, the hype. Everyone's but watching. Th- but what are you saying is it's a later time usually than you're playing, unless you're, you know, because most NFL games are one or four. Yeah. And then sometimes you play at 8.30. But you're doing stuff this whole day. Yeah. Right? There's things you it's have exhausting. to do. It's exhausting. And there's the anthem at the beginning, which is generally a longer production than the regular anthem. And Psych Pink's doing it. She's a Philly girl. Yeah. You can make a prop bet on whether or not her hair is going to be green. It's going to be fucking green. Of course it is. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> fucking green. Um, but then then he said after, and it, he said it took him like five Super Bowls to get to a point where he actually like knew exactly like how to like plan his day. And oh, he's, really? Well, no, he's saying it's, because I know it's very oh, right. Wow. But this no, but this is this is true because then you have the first half and everyone's so geeked up, you spend so much energy in the first half, then there's a 40 minute halftime. Yeah, that's Usually the true. halftime is 15 minutes. That. And if you think about some of the games that have had big delays in them, it swings even more drastically. And often there are huge swings to after halftime. Yeah. Because the momentum goes away, and then it's about, did you uh, plan accordingly? Do you have reserves in the tank for the second half? So it, I do think that, and I also just think that I, there are three – so there are three players on the Eagles that have been there, that have been to a Super Bowl. Oh, right. Um, but it's like – no, I saw this ma- the matchup of three Eagles as opposed to, like, 20 Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, we really are the underdog, but... I mean, I don't believe that because I actually think that the... I think the Patriots' defense is incredibly weak. Yeah, ours is pretty great, so hopefully that will be what carries us. Oh, so or, you know. there are seven players on the Eagles roster who have won a Super Bowl. Chris Long, who won with the Patriots last year. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, who was also seemed to win, but that doesn't make sense to me. Oh, yeah, he won with New Orleans. Torrey Smith won with Daniel Ellerby and Corey Graham, your favorite linebacker, were members of the Ravens. And Will Beatty, a reserve tackle. Giants. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) His knowledge is going to be very impactful. All right, so uh, your prediction? Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. A-G-L-E-S, okay. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. And what do you think the score will be? You think it's going to be close? Uh, 51 to 6. 51 to 6? I like that. <laughs> Bold prediction. And she said it here. Uh, if that is the actual score, this is going to be an impressive yeah. thing. I'm going to go Patriots 27-24. I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I hope so. But I think. Every, I mean... It's funny, I was thinking of my dad because everyone I've talked to is like, well, just hope it's a good game. And I'm like, I don't. I hope we fucking win. Yeah. I don't care how it goes down. I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> True. Okay, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Sixers for a bit. Yeah, loving them. This is a great time, I feel like, to be a Philly fan. Yeah. It's I, a great time to be a Boston fan. It's also a great time to be a Philly fan. I have more knowledge, to be honest, with the Sixers. Because I've been a Sixers fan longer. Okay. Cool. Um, so let's talk first. And of I've all. been lucky because I've had, I've grown up with the most epic baseball basketball players, in. Oh yeah. In yeah, basketball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. So going, you know, from Dr. J to Alan Charles Iverson. Barkley to Allen Iverson mm-hmm. to now Practice. Embiid. Yeah, you've got some good ones. And this guy, Joel Embiid, is great. He's okay. got let's, real heart. Yeah. Let's talk about this year's team. Trust the process. Trust Jared. the process. Another so another bizarre thing that connects Boston to Philly this year, which is amazing that they're so connected, is the Fultz trade, the Markel Fultz trade. So the oh, right. for everyone that doesn't know, the Celtics traded the first pick in the draft to 
the Sixers for the third pick in the draft and a conditional first-round pick from Los Angeles Lakers or the Sacramento Kings, whichever one is less. And it has to fall between what? the numbers. Yes, it has to fall between oh the numbers God. of two and five. So if the Lakers get the second pick in the draft this year, it goes to the Celtics. Huh. So the Celtics picked up Jason Tatum, who is currently – I think he had 28 points last night and is he's the best or second best percentage from three point this year which is crazy because that's not what he was known for but he huh. just he's shooting really well and the Sixers got Martel Fultz who currently has played two games and have you seen videos of his shot no so there was this big story going on earlier in the year is he going to play is he not going to play because he that is, seems to be a thing that happens to Philadelphia well, yes, Sixers yes. for the last 10 years. And there's a theory that they're just making all this up so they can give him more experience with an NBA team. But huh. he, at first, like had an injury with his shoulder, and that's why he changed his shot. Because he's a great player at Washington. I mean, incredible three-point shooter. He could score from all three levels of the floor. And then all of a sudden, he has this shot, and I will actually pull up a video of it. He, it looks like, have you ever seen Charles Barkley's um, golf swing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. So it has a very hit, a very distinct hitch in it, which everyone, and he kind of looks like he's doing the stanky leg when he does it, but it's like, it's very strange. And so Martel Fultz's shot this year has this weird hitch that it never had. And... There's this. What do you think the, the what's the theory? Well, about there's this? a theory that he just has what they call the yips. What's that? It's like when you just don't feel like you can actually make a shot, and you're just like you're so nervous about your shot that you're doing all this weird. So this is what his shot looked like before, and then here it is during a game in the preseason. I mean, he looks so nervous. Yeah, look at this. It's like. Weird, yeah. and there's a hitch in the middle. And it's is not, this how he's throwing now? This is how he was doing now. So it's been getting better, but like that's a different shot. Do it's you like think it has something to do with his shoulder injury? So that's what everyone is saying is that it's he was doing it because he was in pain, and they should have kept him out and whatever. But regardless, it doesn't seem to even matter this year, which is what's so awesome about the Sixers, because Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, I know, are destroying the world. World. I know they're so great. I love following Joel Embiid's Instagram. He's like he is so hyped yeah, yeah. on the whole process. Yeah. He's really fun for the city. He's also uh, he's been to the Eagles games. He's mm -hmm. just always like he's just so fun and supportive. Okay, so let's actually this brings me to my reoccurring segment for uh, hometown heroes. Yes, hometown heroes. The first segment of hometown heroes. Which is essentially just explaining... For everyone. currently? Yes, for currently. We'll do both because this is the first one. So, Hometown Hero, which originally I was going to call Hometown Avatar, which makes no, no sense. But um, essentially what it is, is when you look at players and teams around the country that represent their city uh, perfectly, like two perfect examples are 80s Celtics and 80s Lakers. Magic Johnson was Los Angeles. Sure. He was flashy. He was showtime, he was smiley, he was gregarious, he was a showboat. I'm going to try and say this without being mean. Uh, you know, he was an incredible player, but he was like, he was the movies, he was Hollywood. Uh, as were the Lakers. They were run and gun, offensive, showtime team. The Celtics were from Boston. It was, not to make this a race thing, but it was Larry Bird was a white dude who didn't like to talk to the media. He was all about like working hard and hitting the floor and playing defense and passing. He was unathletic, but he was like <laughs> smart and they played as a team. And, you know, it was like a very Boston team. They were like lunch sure. pail. Sure. Hick guys. Whereas, you know, so those would be like two perfect examples. So like Larry Bird, great Boston hometown hero. Of course. So, and like when I think about like, current teams I'm like well a good example of when it's when I don't feel it's that way it's like the Thunder 
Are I they was really just, Oklahoma City? I, I was just thinking. You were thinking that, that right? And like, I is Russell place. Westbrook at all Oklahoma City? I've, I've ran into um, uh, what's his name from the Golden State Warriors? Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. He comes. is very Golden State, isn't he? Oh yes. Yes, he, and, and he, that well, is a perfect a, example of a current hometown actually hero. Actually, was telling me like he it was right after they had lost. Okay. Um and. He was there with a friend, and I just went over and gave him a shot. And I was like, hey, I'm not trying to bother you. I just want to say uh, we were rooting for you. I was rooting for you. Mm-hmm. Against um, the Cavs because the Cavs lost. Yeah. And I was like, you know, and he's and he just was like, you know what? We're getting him next year. And they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we ended up talking outside, and him and his friend were kind of like hazing me for being a Philly fan. They're like, oh, <laughs> you're such a Philly girl. It was kind of funny. Um, but he was talking about how he – he wishes how he wishes that Oklahoma Thunder would just move back to Seattle. Well, yeah. And or uh, just go like he's like, why don't we have um, a lot of people do the Sonics back? And I'm like, I love you. That's exactly what should happen. Yeah, I I mean I have nothing against Oklahoma City, and they have a great fan. But base. he's also a basketball kid because his yes, dad's a Laker. Yes, and he's from Washington State, so he's actually from. I thought uh, he was from Los Angeles. Clay. Yeah. Well, he went to he went to Washington State. And he was on the same. So, uh, he was on the. Well, his dad played, played for, the Lakers. for Lakers. Yeah. So I think at one point he lived there, but then later on he definitely was in Washington because he and Kevin Love were on the same oh, okay. little league baseball That's team, so cute. which is weird in Washington. But anyways, he I think is a great example of a current one. Yeah. Um, I was talking to uh, my girlfriend about this, and she was uh, saying that like a perfect example of like, you know. Everyone on the Warriors kind of represents Oakland and the Bay Area because, you know, like, the Bay Area is just kind of, like, cool and relaxed, but, like, also, like, funky and, like... Sure. You know, and he's, like, a perfect example because he never gets too high, he never gets too low, (laughs) but he's, like, super, like, flashy in a way, but he's also, like, super mellow. And he's, like, the perfect home... Like, he is Oakland in a basketball player. Right. Which is awesome. So... For the Philadelphia 76ers, or for the uh, any Philly any Philly team right now, who would you say uh, represents the city and why? If you can think, and you can give more. Well, than one obviously, answer. You can give a couple it's answers. easy for me to say the Eagles because we're going to the Super Bowl. Right. We had such a great season. Um, but what pl- player? I'm gonna have to say Carson Wentz because okay. awesome because he turned it. I think I feel like he had so, so much to do with. Turning the whole team around mm-hmm. together, he's like a there, he's guy. he was a good leader for for those for those dudes. Right? He seems to be a good leader, mm-hmm. and he also seems to be considering how much difficulty we've had with quarterbacks mm-hmm. and coaches. Mm-hmm. Chip Kelly, um, <laughs> it's it's nice to see someone that listens. Mm-hmm. Like you would see him correct his mistakes mm-hmm. in the next game. Yeah, and I think he's a good leader, and I think that he gave. The, the team and the town a lot of hype mm. and on that sa- same regard I mean the Phillies are kind of unfortunately there used to be a time when I could name almost all the Phillies and be like they're all Philadelphia right. you know but Utley Jimmy Rollins Utley Howard um, Utley actually posted a really awesome Instagram of him doing a fly eagles fly dance he was I definitely very a much hero. oh yeah I mean would you say that he maybe you, is he's most he's, recent I yeah, think I think I think Chase and Utley. describe for me because I have. He also s- said we won the motherfucking World Series. That's what he did. Say. And he's also said motherfucking Super Bowl on Instagram. <laughs> so I was like, this dude, th- <laughs> that keeps it so in like that joke with the fans. Mm-hmm. Like that keep he's forever a, a forever a Philadelphia hero. So sorry Dodgers, sorry Mets. I know you hate him. Well, he's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so I've never been to Philadelphia. What? I've never been to Philly. You're I know sure? It. That's insane. I know. It's insane. It's very stupid. It's so insane. I know. I'm going to go uh, very soon. We should go to a game. Yes. No, we will do this. Um, but what I... W- we should go to a basketball game. We should definitely go to a basketball game. But what I, I want to know is, like, describe this, like, you know, like, if I was going to describe Boston, I would say it's, like, blue collar. It's kind of stupid. It's also a college town. It's very wide. Philly is <laughs> Philly know, what, is, what is Philly like? such a sports town. Okay. I mean, 
this whole season. And it's a like blue my, collar town, right? It's yeah. very blue collar. Okay. And diverse enough. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain neighborhoods that are much whiter, but um, predominantly pretty racially yeah. mixed city. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and yeah, and we have like full blown sports, everything. You know, it's a hard but, city too, right? I mean, I don't think it's as hard as it used to be, but I don't. But like the identity anymore. is like that's what I mean about like why Chase Utley. Well, he's like a hard nosed, hard working, yeah, not flashy, yeah, dude, yeah. So like, who currently kind of like Mike Schmidt was too? Sure, yeah. Or I think probably, and this is just me as an outsider being like, well, who is like the most Philly dude ever hometown hero, Allen Iverson, right? Uh, he's probably number one. Right? Because, like... Because, I mean, first of all, those zero. eyes. Yeah. Those eyes, like, he's got the weight of the sh- of the world on his shoulders. Mm, and yeah. the, I will say the one of the biggest heartbreaks I've ever seen, um, besides losing to the Yankees in 2009... Losing was to the, the losing to the Lakers yeah, and watching Allen Iverson single-handedly so try to win? He won a whole game on his own. He literally yeah. did, and, and it, they but had it was no not business. Enough. They were not going to win that series. I mean, no, and Lakers, he knew it. He, I mean, who was the second best player on that team? Um, Eric Snow. Eric Snow. God, that was that's. Who a, else do they have? I, was, it was Dikembe on that team. Uh, at some point. Yeah. Oh God, they were terrible without him. Uh, he was definitely like. What year was that? Oh God! Like early, the early two thousands. I think it was two thousand nine. Oh, Theo Ratliff, Aaron McKee, Aaron right. McKee. Oh God, that's just Matt Geiger. <laughs> they had a terrible team. Sean McLeod. Tim I mean, Kevin Alan, Ollie, Alan Iverson looked like he was about to cry like all the time. Oh yeah, I mean, he had to do so much for that team. That was George Lynch. Yeah, they were just a bunch of dogs. That team was awesome. It's funny. I did. I interviewed my dad. I have video. I should show you at some point. Mm, yeah. Of asking him who his favorite, like Philly. What did he say? He. I have. I could show you. I think we were talking about the Eagles. I think Dworsky was up there for Dworsky. him. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Um. And then for, for baseball, I was like, who's your favorite all around mm-hmm. Philly? baseball player and I thought he was going to go old school with it but he actually said Chase Utley okay yeah so if, uh, so now you would say Joel Embiid is that what you were saying yeah he's yeah. got he's got a lot of hype and heart for, for the city and for the team mm-hmm. it's really nice to see that so you think like if I was to go to uh, Philadelphia the jersey I would see the most is Embiid absolutely yeah maybe Simmons no Embiid Embiid he's more like and then for football it would be Wentz yeah Duh. If he wins, Ertz is a big one. Yeah, people like Ertz. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people like Ertz. He's yeah, but it seems to be like, a, Embiid is just he's funny. Yeah, he's, so he's funny. hilarious. I love how much he dislikes Russell Westbrook. I love their. Uh, I've met Russell Westbrook at the hotel. You did? He was there for like some GQ sports thing. Goodness. He's incredibly good looking. Well, and has such great style. Okay. I, we were trying to get Catherine Wheel to like, hopefully go out with him, but he had an entourage. We couldn't. We I think couldn't, he's also couldn't married. Get through. Isn't he? Uh, he wasn't then. No, he wasn't then. He was not. He okay. got engaged later that year. Right. We were like, damn it. That, that was your chance. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, so here's another thing. This is a little segment called "One Thing I Didn't Know," uh-huh. which is uh, <laughs> kind of funny. Okay. So it can be anything. A Crazy statistic about a local legend, a terrible player that everyone in Philly that's a diehard Philly fan Dykstra. would know. Who? Dykstra. Okay, tell me about this. I don't know this. Oh, I mean, he, well, like my Dykstra's example is Marty le- Conlon, who was I like mean, a Dykstra's terrible. I mean, Dykstra's just legendary. Okay, who is? As from, he used wait, to be Jimmy a Met. Wait, Jimmy Dykstra? Lenny Dykstra. Lenny Dykstra. Lenny Dykstra, like, was a Met, so he's known for being a Met, but he's also had his heyday of being like. I mean, he's he's on Howard Stern all the time talking about like how to go down on a chick. Like he is, okay. cra- he's crazy, and mm. like he talks about how like much cocaine he did when he was like playing for, for the Phillies. Yeah, in the seventies. Uh, if it's cocaine, I'm guessing. Yeah, it must be late seventies. I'm thinking. Um, what position did he play? Do you know? I can't even remember. 
Lenny Dykstra? You don't know Lenny Dykstra? I, I, the name is familiar. He's like an infamous, like... Lenny oh God. Dykstra. Okay, so he's your... Uh, oh, goodness. <laughs> but, uh, but he's pretty famous for being okay, yeah. that guy. Oh, no, he was 89 to 96. Yeah, I was thinking wow, that, that was 70s was to be wrong. Doing cocaine. He was an outfielder. Really? I mean, people still do cocaine. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just mean, like, I feel like it was rampant in sports in the 70s. Like, the NBA had a really bad cocaine cocaine problem. Cocaine? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was, uh, in the 70s, one player tried to, uh, <laughs> he was at the foul line, he tried to snort the line. He was so high. Yeah, it was good. A lot of uh, John, like John Lucas, I believe, like had a big drug problem. That it was also well, it must be so available to you. I mean, for sure, and especially like they didn't really know how terrible it was for you. At yeah. That point, so, so Lenny Dykstra. Is there anyone else? Like, is there a terrible like a? Te- Do you ever remember like watching the Sixers and there was just someone who my was dad, so awful? My dad hated Shacklefart. He used to call him Shacklefart. <laughs> For that, who did it? Um, who did he play for? I mean, who did he play? Is that he, also a Lenny? No, I don't think so. No, Shackleford um, and um, Shackleford. Who else is? I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Someone else, I can't remember now. Shackleford. I mean, To infamously goes down as possibly the Why worst. Why do people film. hate him so much? Can you explain that to me? Well, you don't go out there and talk shit on your own team. Oh, so he would do that. He talked shit about Donovan McNabb. It was like, dude, like, you can't... It's just really poor um, Uh, horsemanship. Charles Edward Shackelford? I think so. You see him? American professional basketball player playing as a center power forward. My dad had had some (laughs) some issues with him. That is so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, he was arrested several times. It's funny. You would think people would kind of hate McNabb a lot, but nobody. I don't seem to get – that doesn't seem to happen. I did hear that, like, Randall Cunningham was pissed because he wasn't invited to be part of this. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess, like, I didn't even know they did this, but I guess, like, they bring people back to, like, help coach or, like, do something. Mm. Um, That's too bad because – oh, wait, Randall Cunningham, like, left – Sports and became like a Christian soldier, yeah, pastor. Mm. Okay, so now we're gonna do something, and I haven't come up with a name for it yet. It's I wanted to get like a hilarious drug reference, like when did you get your first taste or something like that. Oh, but um, the idea is, what initially, if you can remember, was like the first moment, or what really got you into sports? Okay, because you're a huge sports fan, so. Um, I mean, First, it's something that I look at every day, and I'm yeah, sure you do, too. It's very, so like, it's very, very specific, like, for each sport. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. So tell us. With basketball, I always liked it because it was always on. My dad coached basketball in the Air Force. Oh, wow. Um, he liked to play it, even though he was a short Irish guy. Mm-hmm. But um, he just loved basketball, and, you know, being around it, it was always on. It was easy to like because... The heroes at that time were so like tall and cool, and oh yeah, and 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 basketball was fast Mm -hmm. and it doesn't stop. Yeah, it takes a certain kind of kid to like get into baseball. Yes, you know, and I've met a few, and I'm like, you're like this kid's a genius, like because it takes. They're into stats. Yeah, like no, they're like literally into stats. Yeah, but but that's like that's a certain brain of like someone super freaking patient, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, so I got I was always into it. So one of the first things, and we were living in Europe, so I remember my dad talking a lot about the Phillies, always wearing Philly stuff. Oh, you were living in Europe because for the My dad was in the Air Force, yeah. Air Force, okay. So I remember when we were in Germany when the Phillies won, and my dad was listening to, like, AFN radio (laughs) at, like, 3 in the morning, like, having a fucking cow. (laughs) And, you know, so it was like, that was around, but I didn't see it. Right. Um, so when we eventually moved to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. I think we went to a couple games, basketball games. Mm-hmm. So I was always like in it and I always mm-hmm. loved that game. Baseball was a little foreign to me. I knew the names or, you know, you live in Philly, it's all around you. Mm-hmm. So my dad takes me to my first baseball game at the vet and it's Veterans Stadium. Veterans Stadium and, and uh, <laughs> Stadium. And, uh, it's. 
I guess 1980, early 1980s. I mm-hmm. want to say 1985 or six, cool. maybe. Um, we go to the vet. It's Phillies versus Toronto Blue Jays. It's a school night, and we're sitting. So you're already pumped. We're like nosebleeds, <laughs> and you know, I'm I'm a small little girl. I'm not like completely paying attention. Right. But um, th- we're losing the game, mm-hmm. and it's getting to like the end of the eighth or seventh or something and my dad's like you know it's a school night we should go and I was like hey dad everyone's leaving all those seats on the bottom I was like can we can we go there and he's like all right all right all right you know look yeah you it's cool you should see it Mm -hmm. so we go down we end up sitting like you know right on the line behind the dugout and you know I'm excited because it's like so close and Mm. it just seems so crazy to see that it still is yeah. It still is such a rush it's insane to see that. that close. You're like, oh my god, they're right there. And they're so much bigger and faster. Oh, than basketball! They forget are. about yeah. it. It's like you can't it's believe crazy. it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and we're losing, and I'm like, come on, dad, let's just stay. Let's just stay. I'm like, I'm trying to get out of not going home, obviously. <laughs> but you know, next thing you know, bottom of the ninth, bases are loaded. Michael Jack Schmidt comes up to bat and hits a grand slam home run out the vet. You better believe I was sold after that. Oh, wow. I was like, I remember writing like First an essay game. in That's seventh amazing. grade, like about like how he was my hero. That's incredible. <laughs> I know, I think I read some terrible things about him recently and I'm like, oh well. I was, <laughs> I was like, I guess, uh, I guess my childhood. He terrible then. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure he voted for Trump and is like probably uh, a racist, but like, I'll try to, I mean, everyone I know had like a a third base glove, Mike Schmidt third base oh, glove, wow. you know. So cool. that made me always like that. Um, we never got into hockey, mm-hmm. which is super weird because my dad's, all my dad's sisters married crazy hockey fans. My uncle Billy is in the Hockey Hall of Fame for being a coach for um, high school. Has like one state championship. Wow. They're really into it. That's awesome. Yeah, and so, but I, my dad explained to me, he's, I'm like, why did you never get into it? Because I didn't get into it because he didn't get into mm. it. And he's like, well, I didn't play. And I was like, oh, okay. yeah. kind of makes sense, yeah, you know? Yeah, that does make sense. So um, we never got into that. And then the Eagles, I always kind of hated. Oh. Because I just have this, I had this vivid memory of my dad in like, listening to the radio announcer with the TV volume down because he didn't like the announcers. Okay. Um, I think a lot of old school dads do stuff yeah, like this. Yeah, no, my grandfather yeah. always used to listen to the radio. Oh, his TV. dad had a picture of Howard Cosell on his toilet. A what? Like a, there was a portrait oh, of so Howard Cosell so the... he could take a shit <laughs> in front of his face. There now currently is a picture of Tom Brady at my cousin Mike's toilet. <laughs> Um, That's amazing. But I just, I didn't even know they were called the Philadelphia Eagles because I thought they were the motherfucking bums. Because so they were bad? They just, my dad would just, you know how football is. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. There's only 16 games. Mm. Every game counts, which, you know, it is very nerve-wracking. But mm. I just, I kind of had this hate for football for mm. a long time because it was like the bad side of my dad. Okay. Wow. So, um, but ironically, I got really into the Eagles when I moved here, and I started huh. working at Teddy's, and oh, I was working yeah. Sunday and Monday nights. Great. So I worked. And you got to watch. I so I was really learning a lot, and was kind of like found myself just like, just like gravitating towards the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. I mean, I probably could have chosen any team. Any team. Yeah, but deep down, you probably. But I think my dad would have had a cow, and I liked having that allegiance to the, to the city. Um, and then, you know, then McNabb was acquired, and I went to Syracuse, like, with him. Oh, we really? We went to, at the same time. Oh, cool. It's not that I really knew much about him then, but... Um, but that is a thing. But that, my dad was very excited about that. Yeah, he thought cool. that was, like, a sign. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was right. I mean, I mean got he you was to a Super Bowl. pretty damn good. I mean, it it was, wasn't his fault, though, you guys. No, I know. I would say that was he on did Andy Reid. He did throw up during the Super Bowl. There's nothing wrong with that. No, people don't but you know, know who this. Else? Bill Russell threw up before every really? single game yeah, he it's played. Crazy, of course you do. And my dad also threw up that game when uh, we lost. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people did. <laughs> yeah. And they have a story that Tommy Heinsohn tells about this one time. To- so 
Bill Russell used to puke before every game. And Tommy Heinsohn, one day he didn't feel like puking. And the, like he was such a winner, and they had been winning so much. The coach was like, you got to come on. You got to throw <laughs> Just so messed up. Oh man! It's like people think the that bulimia we, the rituals and, we do. you know and uh, eating disorders only happen in fashion. No, no, they're a predicament in the NBA as well. An oh epidemic. man! So lastly, I know that you and my father have talked about sports. Love I've your talked dad. to your dad about sports. That's true. You have. And there's so for you, all of your stories were about your dad and that yeah. connection. What about? It's the only way you could talk to my dad. Is that the case? It, it's it's it true. It seemed to be something that connected you to him a lot. It was the only way to dialogue with my dad was to talk about sports. Mm-hmm. So me starting to like the Eagles was like a new in, a very new in, mm-hmm. and it definitely like helped. And that movie, Silver Linings Playbook, like I actually watched that movie with my dad, and it mm-hmm. was like kind of intense how like. That relationship between Robert De Niro and Bradley Cooper's character, where like they only talk in sports references, is totally legit right. and totally real. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever had like a, you know, real conversation with my dad. Like, not about sports. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. really though, it's. I mean, I think that's why I was interviewing him a lot mm-hmm. about it. But um, yeah, that was his. I mean, this is kind of weird, but. When he was in a coma, me and his brother Bobby mm-hmm. were like trying to, you know, talk to him, and we just kept saying that the Eagles were going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> which is, that's which is so crazy. smart. But it's just crazy. Yeah. But like, you know, I was like, Dad, come on. <laughs> now, uh, just so everyone knows, you did something very special with your father's ashes at the end. Oh, yes, I did. Will you um, tell everyone that story? Um, that's okay. I don't no, it's yeah. fine. Um, I just think I it's kept, such a neat story. He has, most of his ashes are in like um, a military cemetery mausoleum. Cool. But I kept a little bit and I just I went to the opening day of the Phillies in 20, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and my cousins had tickets. A bunch of my cousins were there. And uh, so I brought the ashes with me. And I end, I didn't have tickets like seat seated tickets. I had standing like where you can just walk around. Which is so cool that you can still do that in Philadelphia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but my cousins, uh, Mike Dillon and Bobby Dillon, were there. That's amazing. You have a cousin named Bob Dillon. But yeah. I just want to point that. Out. And they are like my dad's two older brothers' sons, like sons. Okay. So they were at the game together. Found out I was there. And then they texted me. They're like, "Come down, come down and oh, sit with us." Oh, it was a coincidence. Us. You didn't go together. Yeah, no, I went with okay. other cousins. But um, wow. anyway, so they let me come down and sit with them, and they didn't know what I was doing. But because I was right behind the dugout, I was I was looking the whole time of a place to throw my dad's ashes. Right. And I was like, "Well, I felt weird because I didn't want it to look like anthrax throwing <laughs> into the crowd." I was like, trying to be tactful. I was yeah. like, "Okay, well, there's this flower bed over here, like." I was trying to figure it out. So once I got the in to get down there, mm-hmm. I was right at the dugout. Mm-hmm. And at the at the half, or at the, not the half, but... Seventh inning. The seventh inning stretch, they bring out the freaking the Villanova team that had just won. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so I have a video of them the, uh, walking NCAA on... Yeah, yeah, so they're walking on the, um, right. uh, on the dugout. And I was like, oh. On the roof of the dugout. Yeah. Okay, cool. I have a video of it. It's great. Uh-huh. And so at the end, I was like, hey, guys. I'm like, I hope this doesn't weird you out. But I was like, I'm going to try to spread these ashes. To the team. You said this to the guys. No, to my cousin. Oh. I'm going to try to. <laughs> I was like, like you guys can. Over. I was like, let me wait till this game is over. Right. No, that would have been so bad. That would have been hilarious. That. They probably would have done it for <laughs> like, you. Yeah, why not? Um, I called and tried to find out because you can do that. Right. Um, but it did. I couldn't get through to the right person. Right. But, so I waited till the game was ended because I didn't want it to be a thing. Right. So everyone's leaving and I'm kind of sticking around and they've kind of got security posted up mm-hmm. along. And then I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. And so I just took the ashes and I spread them all over the dugout. And On the roof of the dugout? Yeah. Awesome. And then this guy that I didn't know was behind me was like, that's a beautiful thing you're doing. That's a real beautiful thing you're doing over there. I see you. And I, there was one security guard that was kind of watching me, and I think he was kind of like, 
okay. kind of like pretended I wasn't doing it. So that was like, That's a, nice. it was nice. I'm glad I did it. That's so Too bad cool. the Phillies really sucked, but hey, you know, it was close you enough a seed to the for them lake. To, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for doing You're welcome. this. This was fun. Yeah, this was great. We will have you back. Okay. <laughs> we, I mean, eventually we're going to have to talk about what happened in oh, the Super God. Bowl. Oh, God. Hopefully I'll be in a really good mood. Well, one way or the other. Yeah. It's a, hey, it's a good season either way. Yeah. I don't even think you'll be that mad if I beat you. I'm not going to uh, oh. answer that question. <laughs> All right. We've both lost Super Bowls, so. I, yeah, I've never, but I've never won one. That's true. Go Birds! And let's dedicate this episode to your father. Larry Dillon. Larry Dillon. When was he born? Uh, September 26, 1943. Awesome. Great guy. Great guy. Love you, Dad. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully I'll see you next week. Awesome. Bye. Bye.